right, Kyle, we are back after probably our longest hiatus we've had for quite a while. Um, so first of all, a little public apology uh, from Kyle and myself, more so from me, because I've been pretty sick for the last three to four weeks, to be honest. I've, I've The combination, Kyle, of being a new father slash plus a primary school teacher means at this time of year, I've just been barraged with all sorts of viruses and illnesses and things. I copped two in a row. So, yes, apologies, first of all, to everyone who was expecting a podca um, podcast in the last couple of weeks, but it's it's purely down to sickness. Kyle, how are you? You healthy? You good? You're good, aren't you? Yeah. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not around kids quite as often as you. So, so far, I've done well this year. Um, yep. But, yeah, it sounds like you're just constantly around kids. So, you could have an interrupted year. Who well, it's time, no, but to, no, to be honest, I'm good. Anyone who's a teacher or is, works with a teacher knows the first couple of weeks when you come back, it's so tough not to pick up something of some sort because obviously the campus is full with thousand kids or whatever, and they all come back with a bit of illnesses and sickness and things. So, but that's well, maybe that's, you shouldn't take so many holidays, then you wouldn't have to come back as many times, and then that'd solve the problem. <laughs> I think so. I'm not. I'm not sure that'll wash with us, but uh, it's a good point. So, yeah, Kyle, you're you're good. Your training has been consistent, I see, over the last the yeah. last month. Um, so that's been good. Without going into every session, because that's four to five weeks worth. What? Uh, <laughs> we that. No, we don't need to. There's a couple of there's a couple of standout sessions though that I think we need to talk about. First of all, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, Saturday afternoon. What was the MyGC Physio Goat Loop Shred? What was that all about? So we did the our trail run technique session. So we have we. This is only the second time we've done one of these in the rain. Um, yep. So Britt and I did that, and we we split into two and kind of took two different groups and. Did a, we decided the last time we did kind of some out and backs on the fire roads and then a little single trail loop, but this time we decided to do the goat loop given, you know, it's got a bit of everything as far as yeah. um, trail steepness, gradients, rockiness. Um, and it was good because it absolutely poured down yesterday afternoon just before we started and then right as we are standing at the start having a chat to everyone. So we got to see Narang in all its glory. There was water flowing, yeah. a bit slippery and muddy in places. So I thought perfect day for a trail technique session, but we were out there for a little while, and I must say my quads were quite heavy this morning after that. I didn't think we did anything too too taxing, but my, my legs were a bit sore. But we had, a, we had a great afternoon, and everyone enjoyed it. What did you go through? Give us a, a quick summation of it. Oh, so it was probably a combination of we were stopping at the bottom of each kind of climb and then kind of go. I went through some different, I suppose, techniques of hiking and running uphill, how to mix things up, how to think about running uphill, and then – Yep. Obviously, a bit more time probably on <clears throat> downhill running techniques, how I would think about that, what line I'd pick. And it was good because I, I was kind of talking to them that the line I would run on a trail, on down a fire trail, when it's wet like that would be completely different to how I would run down it if it was dry. So we kind of went yep. through some different kind of techniques and things for, for running downhill and some different cues. And I think everyone got something out of it, which was which was good. But I enjoyed doing cool. it. So got to run another goat loop. Did you uh, did you throw any personal times and personal records out in casual conversation? Oh, there was a few little bits, bits and pieces about oh, when I when I ran this loop once, and it was a bit, this is what I did on on the loop. But I think it was probably one of my slow. I think it was my slowest ever goat loop. Looking at yep. the time, so that's a good. I'll take it. And at the end of it, did you then just um, encourage them all to go back and listen to episode whatever it was twenty, where you go through goat loop secrets? That, shouldn't have I? That would have been a nice finish to that. Although I reckon we got I've got people to put their hands up that hadn't run the goat loop, and I reckon more than half the group hadn't run the goat loop before. So I think we got a really? bunch of first-time goat loopers out there, which considering they're all relatively local trail runners, still a lot of people that haven't run the loop. So we got wow. a we got a bunch more people out on the goat loop yesterday. So the so goat loop isn't the goat loop isn't dead after all. No, definitely <laughs> not. There's plenty of people out there yesterday. Definitely I've uh, 
I've been sort of bantering on a few messenger groups that the goat leaf is dead now um, at the end of last year. So now it's alive and kicking, a new generation, it's a back. new group, which is good, <laughs> which is awesome. That's right. All right. Yeah, so that was, that was yesterday. But other than that, it's it's been – I don't really have any races on the cards really, really soon. So it's more just been kind of getting into consistent training. And like I said, I want to try and get a bit more volume in my legs Yep. kind of leading up to Gold Coast Marathon this year. So I kind of want to start that a bit early rather than waiting for, you know, 12, 14 weeks out and then trying to ramp things up then. So, yeah, just trying to be consistent. I'm not doing anything crazy. My long runs have been no more than two hours, and I've just actually looked at the three of them in a row, and they've all been almost exactly the same distance too the last three weeks. So that's mm-hmm. nice and consistent, just over 26K. Uh, but, yeah, I've been ticking off kind of some Tuesday, Friday sessions, and I've probably done half of them pacing Tennille in her lead-up to Tokyo Marathon, and then I've done a few of them myself as well. So yep. it's just been a good, it's been kind of a good way just to, to kind of build back into some sessions. But I kind of thought that was going to be the case, but Tennille's pretty much running the same place I'd run for half these sessions anyway. So it's not really much building back in because she's flying at the moment. So that's been really good. So we've had some good quality sessions. We've been back to the track at Griffith kind of a few times so i've probably had my normal kind of weekly schedule of kind of yep. easy trail with the group monday intervals on a tuesday we're kind of alternating track and and road for those been getting in some pretty decent wednesday runs as well we kind of been up at about an hour 20 hour 30 on a wednesday kind of going mm-hmm. through the the hills of of ashmore and took uh declan on one of our loops but, last week can you and, explain the photo i'm looking at it now there's a photo <laughs> of you and declan on a set of swings what's this all about yeah. kids are us Declan's got kindergarten That's right. is what Rooney said. <laughs> what happened? No, there? well, we we were running along and it was quite warm on that Wednesday. And, you know, being the smart runners we were, none of us had any water on us. And we thought, oh, geez, we're thirsty. And we looked over and saw this park over there and thought, surely there'll be a bubbler over there. So we ran over to the park and there was no bubbler, but we decided to have a swing and make the most of our time over to the park anyway. Yep. And, yeah, that, which was good. Nice little break. Um, but, no, that's been good. We did it. We did that run and, and Declan got the crown on the Hebe Street climb, which I can't remember who had it before that, but that's a, a nice steep Ooh, little that's probably a beast, isn't it? couple yeah. of hundred metre climb. And the week before that, I was egging him on to do it, which was just definitely peer pressure. He didn't really want to do it, but I told him to go and do it. And he didn't quite get it. So he, last week he went out and, and ran up there significantly faster and took the crown. So And there's some yep. fast names on that leaderboard too. So he's he's done well to, to get the crown because he was absolutely flying up that hill and it's a steep hill. So yeah, was... Marcus Hughes had it beforehand. Daryl yep. Hill had it then as well. So um, Daryl Hill's pace, three fifty kilometer pace, going up that hill. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's an eighty second segment. And for those who know Hebe Street, that's just just off Ashmore Road. It takes a left hand yep. turn, doesn't it, off Ashmore Road? And it's a it's a significant climb. Like yeah. th- thirty meters doesn't sound much in three hundred fifty uh, meters, but you know, that's a it 10%. is in eighty seconds, though. That's the yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so that was that was Wednesday, so that's been good. And other than that, I've been ticking off. Just I've been, I actually, and on Thursday went out and did a single trail loop at Narang, yes. which we'll, we'll chat about later. But I then thought back, and I reckon that's the the first time I've run hard in Narang. I reckon since I ran my Goat Loop PB, which I don't know how mm. long ago that was, been probably over almost two years ago. So I'm trying to think the last time I ran hard on a trail, and I don't think I've done it for. As long as I can remember. I can't remember my last yeah. trail race. I don't even know what yeah. it was. But, yeah, that was good. So got out to a little hit out in Narang, which was nice on Thursday. So that was kind of my second session for the week this week. And then I jumped in this morning um, to Neil, Marty and Shara, who have got a few weeks left until Tokyo Marathon. They were doing their last kind of big Sunday session. They were doing 3 by 7 k So 
I, I jumped in and paced Tennille for part of her session. I did the second rep and then the first 5K of her third rep. And I said to her, I got to five, about four and a half K into that, her last rep and my, my second rep. And I said, oh, this will be a really good challenge. I'm going to let you go here at 5K. This will be a good little <laughs> mental challenge for you to practice running the last bit by yourself. Yeah. No, I just really? put it for 5K because my legs were done. So that was my, <laughs> yeah, that was just me being coached, but I just wanted to stop at the same time. But no, she absolutely smashed it. So she's absolutely flying at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've ticked off over 100K a week the last kind of three weeks and feel like I'm, I'm building nicely. Everything's feeling good and looking forward to yeah. it. Kind of obviously races coming up in the next few months and kind of getting into the year, but it's it's been a good start. Did you pick yourself up a new pair of, what was it? Was it Vapor Flies or Alpha Flies? What was it that was hot on the market a couple of weeks ago? No, the, I it? haven't got them, no. The new Alpha Flies. Alpha um, Flies. Awaiting the next drop. To yeah. I think they come in in the next maybe three weeks or so. I think they're getting their main drop, not the ones that are really hard to get. So anyone in the group got myself, them? Oh, yeah, most of the group have got them. Have they? Shara's got them. Tennille's got them. Marty's got them. Wow. Oh, Sharon's got them. Josh has got them. Half the group's got them. So they what, said they're very nice to run in. I was going to say, what's what's the initial thoughts in comparison to the ones and the twos? Oh, I think like they're a good shoe. I don't think they're anything like groundbreaking or completely different to anything we've had before. But I think that's also just because the first time you wear one, a shoe like that, you kind of get that wow moment because yeah. they feel so different to what you've run in before. So they all kind of feel somewhat similar now. But from what they've said, very nice shoe, good to run in. So... I'm looking yep. forward to getting a pair, but I'm probably another month away from getting mine, but luckily don't have too much on at the moment to to need them for, which is good. But I did actually get another pair of shoes in the last week and a half, Tom. This I, was, I got the new New Balance 1080s, the V13s. Yep. Yep. And I must say they are probably the best easy running shoe I've ever run in. Out so of the where box, did you, it was probably the where, most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. Where'd you get them from, Harbortown or online? No, I got them at the running shop at Burley. Okay. Um, kind of what do they retail in, for? Price oh, wise, maybe two fifty. Yep, two fifty. Yep. I think two fifty or two sixty around that. Um, but I, I almost, I last weekend I actually grabbed them over the Super Blast, the ASIC Super mm. Blast for the long run, which that made me think they must be a good shoe. But they're just super comfortable. I kind of didn't expect yeah. it. I just went to grab them as like, oh, I'll get them as just another kind of easy day shoe. But they've been the surprise packet for me this year. They're kind of definitely in my rotation of. Yeah. of easy running shoes they were yeah big big surprise just very very comfortable very good fit and nice and soft because i've run in the 880s a fair bit just pick them mm. up at harbour town when they're on sale and i've always been impressed with the 880s and then but the guys on the inside running podcast always talk about the 1080s and in glowing yeah. terms and I've, I've never sort of you know <clears throat> smashed the cash to afford them for an easy jogging shoe so that's that's good to know that the yeah i had the version 10s and i, I really liked them that but they did they just felt like a normal running you know like a pegasus or something from nike they didn't feel like anything yeah. super special but these feel completely different these are kind of quite soft and bouncy and just the yeah. fit as soon as you put it on your foot you know when you put a shoe on you just go oh that feels really comfortable yeah. this was one of those ones as soon as i put it on i was like well this is going to be a nice shoe and first few like straight out of the box the first run felt amazing so yeah, that was my, my little tip for people if they're looking for an, another option, if they're looking to try out different brands of shoes, that that was a good winner. I quite enjoyed yeah. it. Brilliant. That's good, mate. Well, that's that's good. So, that, that's, been, yeah. that's been my start to the year anyway. So, yep. yeah, haven't been doing anything crazy, but consistent, I would say, is the word. But what have you been up to, Tom? Run, run us through well, your start of the year with your sickness. What have you been getting I, I've managed to get something done. It reminds me of a... um. One of the one of the private health 
funds had an ad late last year, which was it was basically just do something. You know, something is better than nothing. And so even though I've been quite sick recently, I've just still been managing to get out a couple of times a week, um, not through the sickness, obviously, but either side of the sickness. So I'm doing something. I'm getting out there a little bit, uh, which is okay. So the training hasn't dropped to zero, but it's it's not it's not much at the moment, but it's enough. Yeah. It's it's enough. Yeah. That means that when I'm back fully to health, um, I'm still a bit sinusy and a bit sick, you know, in terms yeah. of what's on my chest and whatever. So um, as soon as that disappears, then I should be able to pick it up a bit more. So no, through through the new year, I was doing a fair bit of running in the rang and you know getting to the single trails, as I said, which was a lot of good fun. Um, so I can't complain. I can't complain to be honest. But uh, these things happen. Sickness happens a little bit, and I guess as you would know, Kyle, being when you got a you know, ten month old, eleven month old in the house as well. That adds as an extra element to to sickness and what you bring home and how you look after yourself and your health and things like that. So, um, I didn't like maybe in previous times I would have gone out and run maybe when I was a little bit sick, but this time I just thought, you know what, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously I'm battling something, and uh, the best thing I can do at the moment is rest. Uh, that's kind of the best training, and and when that disappears, I'll be that'll be good. The biggest disappointment for me was I was really looking forward to BYR at night. Yeah. Um, but on the Friday, the day before, I came home from work and it was just yeah, raging hot temperatures, you know, high 38s temperature, um, struggling to sort of get out of bed on Saturday and just had to call it and say no, even though it was only 20K, 21K. It was just it's like, not I'm worth not, pushing through that. Not a chance, um, which call. was disappointing because, you know, we'll go through the BOR results soon, but BOR at night, it is a spectacular course and one that I've done quite a few times and you know, you very rarely get to run in the Glasshouse Mountains and see them at sunset like that. So that was a bit, yeah. a bit disappointing. But uh, it's there every year, uh, regardless exactly of how fast right. or slow we are. It's there every year. So, no, so, yeah, so the next month, hopefully I'll be able to pick it up a bit more and and get a bit more, more longer training in and get some long runs in, which I guess is the key now, um, which is what I haven't What really have you got next? Because I know you said you had a few races you had planned that you're going to do. What's what's next yes. in line? Well, I see, again, then I had I – had, um, my plan was to do beer wire and then was to do wild horse at night, but wild horse at night now is only two weeks away. Mm. So I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe I'm thinking maybe just some good long runs over the next four weeks will be better. And then you end it's something at Yandina, most likely yeah. the 21. I don't think I'll do the 32 or whatever it is, 35. Um, yeah. most likely the 21 in Yandina, which will be about a month and a bit away. And that'll be good. That's enough to, yeah, perfect. enough to aim for. And of course we'll get into it soon, but there's a little bit of a, a uh, unofficial competition going on in the ring, which, We'll keep it spicy and keep us keep us honest. So, Kyle, let's um, should we start in the ring? We yeah, probably should. Let's go there. We probably should do because over the last five months, it has been Summer Goats version three. Uh, so yes, we are eleven days into February. So apologies that we haven't drawn our prize or gone through the results, but obviously we didn't want to do that just randomly on Instagram. We wanted to do it on um, during the podcast. So. Kyle, I'll go through the standings as they came about. Let's let's just have a look at um, at January. So, times wise, let's go through the top ten for January for the females. What do we got here? I've only I've filtered it here to this year, so there's a couple of Februarys thrown in the mix here. So I'll go from I'll go from seventh. So Pamela W came in with forty one fifty nine. Danielle Murray in sixth. 4112, Dana Ma 4107, Zoe Hawkins 4037, Stephanie Wilton 3924. So that breaks the sub 40. Laura Lovett, cracking time there, 3532. And Natalie Goodwin, 3358. And if I if I remember, 27th of January, so late in the month. If 
I remember this, I'm just clicking on it here. I think she said her like her veins felt like lava or something. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Had to stop after a short cool down. Actually felt like veins were flowing with lava. So she's run that at 5.30 on a Saturday afternoon. It's impressive. Um, does it give me temperature? There you go. Temperature 31 degrees. I mean, that's extraordinary to go out and run that. Very impressive time. run. Thank you, um, that. 33 minutes. So that puts her third overall on the goat loop for females, which which is great. So I think I think then that, that means Natalie and Laura then were third and fourth overall, I think, um, not just summer goats, but overall on the goat loop, which is which is outstanding. Um, so for the males, let's go to this year. Some fast times again, which is always impressive in January. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of Febs. Oh, Dave Vernon, first of Feb. That doesn't count, but it's in there. So Ryan Bolton, 36.44. Jack Day, 36.28. Connor Hancock, 34.27. That's quick going. I don't care who you are. You know, to go sub 35 in this heat in January is good going. So well done, Connor. Uh, the Gilly Goat came in at 32.33. Brad aired 32.20. This is fast. I'm not sure last year whether we got these times, certainly from fourth down. Matt Miller, uh, 31.54. Declan King-Smith, 31.45. And Jeremy Patch, 31.24. So that's quick. That's fast. Fast going for January. Um, which... Overall standings then, by my calculations, and please correct me if I'm wrong, in the females then, Stephanie Wilton finishes on 32 points, Laura Lovett on 37, and way out in front, 13 points clear, Natalie Goodwin on 50 points. So well done, Natalie. Well done. Uh, season number three, champion of the Summer Goats. I believe Natalie is going to Tarawera this weekend. I think I'm correct. She's, she's, def she's definitely tapering. Yep. Um, that would make sense. Can't think of anything else that's on. So unless there is something else, you know, regionally somewhere. So good luck, Natalie, wherever you're racing uh, in the next couple of weeks. In the males, Jeremy Patch, 42. Brad Ed, 44. Those two were pretty close the whole time. Brad sort of yeah. had his lead for most of it. Um, but that's some some good going there. Declan King-Smith out in front on 51 points. Um, so I will calculate the, yeah, I'll calculate the overall times to see how they compare to um, who had previous winners. Tom's won it. Jack's won it, um, Haley's won it, and Dana's won it. So I'll, yep. I'll do a little comparison to there, see how they go. So congratulations, Declan uh, and Natalie, champions for season three of Summer Goats. It's a long, long tournament. Um, yeah, you've got, to, you've got to stick in there, and yep. you know to, to get fifty points for our two champions is is good going. I know there's a bonus point or two thrown in there, but that means they're pretty much first or second. Aren't winning they? most months, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe a second here or there. Um, I think Natalie won them all, probably except did Rennie win one of the months? Yeah, yeah, four point oh. That must be the one that I did. Yeah, I got some points. That was yeah. one I yeah. remember. You tell me I got some points on. Oh, that's right. That means that you win. You're you're the uh, the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, champion. of course, true. Yeah, there we go. Well done. I'll take it because I didn't. I didn't. Where did I end up for the month? Uh, yeah, about fourteenth. Well and truly out of the points. So what did, what, did, what did we get? Six points to zero. Was that that's six pathetic six, from us, isn't six. it? Six points to that's zero. That's not good. It's not, it's not bad from zero. you. It's okay I'll from take you. it. I think that's a PB. I don't think I've got yep. six points before. I'll yep. take it. Fair enough. Um, so, Kyle, let's let's go through and draw our prize. So, um, yes. Simon from Run Queensland said, said we did have two tickets, but he said one of them was for Summer Goats and one of them is for something else. 
Um, so we're going to draw just one for Summer Goats then, and we'll have another prize in there. Mm -hmm. So I've written down a – so we had a bit of bit of debate, didn't we, through the tournament as to how we were going to do this, we whether did. it was going to be a, one ticket per entry, whether you had to do all five. Uh, we've kind of met in the middle ground, haven't we? What, what have we come up with, Kyle? What was our – So I think we decided that you, you have to have run at least three to get yourself a ticket, but then the people that did – four and five get an extra yep. ticket for each of those yep. runs so if you did all five you'll get three tickets if you did four of them you get two and if you did three you get one yep. if you only did one or two of the laps then you get zero unfortunately so yep. i think that's reasonably fair i think you know three laps you can't, you're not going to accidentally do three laps so they've they've somewhat known what they're doing and they've gone out with the intention of being part of summer goats and for whatever reason have missed one or two um yep. So we're okay with that. Some people are away on holidays over Christmas and things. That's fine. So we, we could have made it just four and five, and it was one and two tickets, but we've we've let the three loot people in. And I don't think there was too many that only did three that didn't do others anyway. Yep. So, yep. yeah, that's that's what we've decided in the end. So if you've got any complaints about that, you can send it to Tom because I don't have to hear yep. about it. Send, send it to our email address. Um, <laughs> but it's not <laughs> It's not a. Uh, it just goes to show that summer goats. It's not a brutal dictatorship, isn't it? It is open to the people. That's exactly right. Uh, exactly the people. Right. The people speak. Open and, for suggestions. We are. Yeah. The people speak, and we kind of listen. Oh, we have. Bit. Yeah. Um, all right, Kyle. So I have a list here of fifty names, fifty-two names. So yes. okay. um, that have done all three, all right. which is good going, which is which is great. That's good. So hit me with. So I've I've randomised it. So it's not just a case of Declan's number one, um, okay. you know. So okay. I've completely randomised these, um, so that it's not just okay. a case of first, second, third, fourth, fifth, that kind of thing. Right. So you've you've got no chance of guessing where this particular one lies. So this is a this is a ticket into um, any of the races at Yandina. If you're already entered, um, contact Brett and Simon, and they'll sort something out. I'm sure. So. Uh, Yandina has a 12, a 21, a 30 something, and a 50. So, Sounds um, right. yep, I've done the 21 there before, and hopefully, I'm going to do it again this year. And it, it's a really good course. It's a yep. great course, can be warm, you know, in the middle of March. Um, was warm the year that I did it, I remember, but it's a very good course, nice and quick. I know the run home on the 21 is really quite quick. It's a, it's a pretty tough start. You climb, fairly big climb halfway. Uh, and the 21, and then a nice, nice downhill, um, and a beer garden at the finish line, which no one can be, no one can big be annoyed bonus. with that. Big yeah. bonus. No one can be annoyed with that. So, Kyle, hit me with it. What are we going with? Anywhere between. Okay, what are we going with? One and fifty-two. One of I'm going to go number thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Here we go. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. It's female. There you go. Okay. We have a female. Okay. So, uh, well, actually, there we go. Quite quite a um, quite a highly competitive female. Well, someone who's been in this for the last couple of years, which is great to see. So, um, scored quite a few points on the leaderboard, Kyle. So, Stephanie okay. Wilton. Stephanie, nice. Wilton, you have Hold got on, yourself Stephanie. a ticket. Not only were you third in the Summer Goats overall standings, but you've got yourself a ticket to one of the races at Yandina. Um, if okay, you're unavailable, right. if you're unavailable, let us know. We'll do some sort of roll down like they do for the Hawaiian Ironman. Um, 
but yeah, congratulations, Stephanie. So get in go. touch. We'll message you as well. And um, yeah, well done. Third place at Summer Goats and wins the raffle. There we go, Kyle. There you go. Beautiful. Well done. Another another Summer Goats wrapped up. Season three comes to an end. Yes. So I mean, it's interesting, is it? Whether whether there'll be a season four, whether it, whether we feel that we're done with Summer Goats, I don't know. There's been a call for Winter Goats through the year. There seems to be a bit of a push towards single trails at the moment, uh, which interestingly, when we talked about summer goats, Kyle, remember we actually we thought single trails it could be, um, yes. but then we were concerned, weren't we, with collisions with mountain bikers, and we went, no, nah, that's yeah. probably not a great idea. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess from uh, again, not a brutal di- uh, dictatorship or totalitarianly run government, <laughs> this we're open to suggestions from uh, from the people. So if you've got a, an idea as to how Summer Goats could be run, whether it's a rejigged format, um, please let us know because we're, we're happy to we're happy to take on board feedback and, and see what people come up with. So there we go. Yeah. Kyle, apart from that, Goat Loops, single Goat Loops, the number is at 14,449. So They're we're still closing up. Still yeah. plenty of people running them. We're closing on uh, we're closing on 15,000, which is which is remarkable. So so there we go. Beautiful. Anything more from Summer Goats, Kyle, before we move on to no. official races? I think it's good. I'd, I'd be interested out of the people that have done – I wonder how many we've actually had that have done every loop all three years. I don't think there'd actually be yep. that many that have that are still on a Summer Goats streak that have never missed a month. People have to let us know if they've if they've done every single every single loop. Well, I know Jeremy Patch has because he sent through a message and yeah, okay. each, of his, each of his three years has got significantly faster. This year I think yep. was – was like half an hour quicker. So uh, Jeremy's okay. having a great. He's having a great season the last twelve months. Jeremy. Yep. Um, so there'd be a few. There'd be a fair few that that like certainly that. would have done all three. Um, I would. Because you should almost try and get a, a little bit of a leaderboard of like the overall times and get a bit of like a standing that people could, if we do do it again. Yep. People want to crack into the you know the top ten or top twenty overall male and female total times, not just for yes. the individual segments. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, that's if we do it. We've got a year to think of all the, what, eight months to think about it. Yeah. Seven and months we'll, to think about it. Not that long. We'll make, we'll make the decision in seven months' time, as always. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, all right, Kyle. BOR at night. Let's crack over yes. to there. A couple, couple of big names. Um, yes, there was. So interestingly to know what these, you know, the, the big names that have jumped in this, whether they had targeted this race, whether they used it as a build race to something else that's coming up. So... Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next month or two for a couple of these winning times. So what do we got, Kyle? Are you going to go all the way down to the small one or are you going to um, start us off at Let's the half? Let's see. Uh, we'll go the half. Well, nah, yeah, there's not many races to talk about, Tom. Let's go all three because this is pretty okay. much the only race we're going to – we don't have much to talk about tonight. So yeah. we'll go to the we'll go to the 10K first because why not? Uh, yep. So in the females, we had Courtney Anderson in third in 107.54. She was only 30 seconds ahead of Amy Carroll, who was in second in 107.23. Um, and then we had Natalia Zanecki, who did 103.59, so three and a half minutes in front for the win there. So well done to Natalia. And then we had in the males, Rick Few was third, 56.09. Nathan Hanna, second in 54.06. Well, it's got second, but it's got the exact same time as first place. So Bradley Toomey, 54.06. So... We may have another handhold. We may have yep. a sprint finish that went to the thousandth of a second. I'm going to guess it was a handhold, yep. but you never know. If, if there was a dive for the finish together, that would be spectac- like spectacular. But yep. 
Number one grow up on the podcast. Ten k at ten k at Beerware at night was a sprint finish dive over the finish mat. I reckon it was a handhold, <laughs> but that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. We're okay with that. So well done to, to Bradley and Nathan. I'm always interested with those if those people know each other before the event. Like how often do you reckon the ratio of these people that know each other that finish together versus not know each other and finish together? Like, are you more oh, likely to finish with someone you know or someone you don't know? Oh, definitely. Oh, actually, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, I'm definitely I don't want to beat someone I know, but I've definitely held right. hands with someone I know and crossed the finish line, so I can't really talk there because I've not, the only time I've ever done it is for someone I know. I'm not holding hands <laughs> with someone that I don't know, so um, you're either holding hands with someone you well, know. What if, you've got, what if you're in 100K and you've spent like 70K with someone and you've, they've got you out of some tough spots? And they you, they feel tough in the last two kilometers. Are you going to drop them? Yeah, very stay with them. Just... <laughs> yeah, I like it. Take a good, Take good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, That's half good. marathon. <clears throat> half marathon. So yeah. might on this one. I'll do this one again then. Yeah, uh, right. So females. Uh, Kelly Skoda was two twenty six eleven for third. Megan Brown two ten fourteen. Good to see Megan running well. Angela Bellarini. First place, 208.53. So that's pretty close racing over just over two hours, only just over a minute, about a minute and a half between first and second. Uh, and then in the males, we had Fred Boyne in third, 202.35. Dara King, 157.06 for second. And Aaron Ashdown, Gold Coast boy, 152.23. He has won that very comfortably. So well done to Aaron. He's he's getting into his trial running the last few years and he's doing yep. very, very well. At Aaron's quite an accomplished triathlete before this. So yes. he's fully embraced the trails and is, he's just climbing up the leaderboards. I think that's the first time we've actually had him as the winner. I know he's podiumed a few times mm. around kind of the border bolt and that numbing bar and yep. in the raw. I think he's, he's been there or thereabouts, but I think this is the first time he's actually got the win. So hold yep. on to, to Aaron for getting the, the win in the half. And I think, um, I read Mike Spencer's uh, Strava, and he's done it in the past before as well. And he's, he kind of indicated that he thought the course might have been a little bit longer or maybe a touch hillier than previous years. Okay. And certainly looking at these winning times, that would kind of play out as well. Normally the winning times are a touch quicker. So, um, yeah, I don't know whether they've added – it looked actually it looked like they've added a couple of hundred metres of climbing. So I don't know. Um, I have to go back and compare – to uh, previous years, it was a lot drier than I think most of the runners expected. They expected a bit of a, a slop fest out there, and yep. it wasn't. It was a lot drier, which is great. So marathon-wise, females, Mindy Durden, 5.32, Amy Bennett, second in 5.15. Katie Booth takes the win four and a half hours there. The uh, the male race, some big names here. So Sam Stone, mm. he's a very, very good runner, four hours 12. Rob Dendor, I don't – is that is that name new to you or – do you know Rob? No, that definitely does ring a bell, and I'm trying to work out where I know the name from. We've definitely read Rob's name out on the podcast a few times. Yep. Okay. So Rob Dendle, five. Uh, sorry, three fifty-three. Uh, Tom Brimlow takes the win in three forty-three. So that's that's pretty close going, isn't it? Ten minutes hmm. uh, between Tom and Rob um, over a marathon distance over nearly four hours of running. So yeah, that's that's some great names. Some big names from Southeast yeah. Queensland trail running have turned up for that one, which is which is wonderful for the first one for Run Queensland for their series or for their season. They've got some cracking events coming up. They've got Yandina, obviously. They've got Rainbow Bay, Rainbow Beach. Um, what else have they got? Of course, Blackall is their big one, but Yandina and Blackall, I guess, are probably the big two that they've got. They've obviously just had Glasshouse Standing as well, which was which was a wonderful event. Uh, and then the BOR at, at uh, a daybreak later in the year as well. So, yeah, awesome. Good running. Very good. 
photos. Saw some cracking photos from it as well. Some some beautiful ones with deer on the background of it. So, um, yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, mate. So uh, before we go on to the other race that's been happening this weekend, can you give us your take on the park run stuff yeah. that's just emerged over the last couple of days? I know, it's what? been controversial, hasn't it? You would have loved yeah, this. We don't, I didn't, we don't I didn't... shy away from the controversial topics, Tom. Except except the big UTMB topic, which we've kept a very yeah. No, we brushed we brushed over that, haven't we? No, that happened. That's why we had yeah. a break. We thought too much controversy. Yeah. What is what, no? It was yeah. interesting. So, and again, I must say, I, I don't know all the background of exactly why this decision was made from Parkrun, yeah. but they've put out a few kind of statements about just that they're going to be changing a few things, and they've pretty much taken away a lot of the results features i suppose from park run so this is just one of the kind of the quotes they had that um so our insights tell us that some of the content we share and how we present it can be off-putting or create opportunities for misunderstanding for example park run is not a race but we list things like most first finishes so in the coming days we will no longer publish data such as attendance records course records fastest finishes most first finishes and age group or category records the results page for every event, your personalized results email, and your individual profile pages will remain unchanged. So that was kind of one of the, the things that they've come out and said, which, again, I don't know <clears throat> if this was, <clears throat> excuse me, because of like an incident that happened or if this was something they were going to do <clears throat> for quite a while. But interesting. I, I Just when we were talking about Summer Goats and I was like, let's get top 10 leaderboards together and let's keep track of everyone's stats. It's kind of the complete opposite of the way Parkrun's going. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I find it an interesting one in that, uh, yeah, my personal opinion on it would be, like, if you're not really interested in looking at the results and comparing yourself, just don't go looking for them. Like, they're not the easiest results to find in the world anyway. And if people want to get a time for a run, whether they're racing it or not, some people actually like keeping track of their times and age-graded performance and things, regardless of where they compare to other people anyway, just to be able to kind of track that side of things. So, yeah, I, I found it an interesting decision because – you can still go look on the leaderboard because even taking away the category of, I think like, you know, sub 17 men and sub 20 females, you can't actually look at that anymore either. They're taking, they're taking that away. So you can't then click on that and see, you know, the yeah. fastest times from around the country for the, for the week. Um, which, yeah, I, I find interesting. I, yeah, yes, I know it's not a race and we're not paying for it as well, but if people want to show up to a race and race uh, a run such as park run and race it, they've got just as much right to race it as the people that want to come up for a social jog and not race it. Like, I don't think mm. we can kind of pick one or the other. Like if people want to race, let them race. If they don't want to race, they don't have to race. Like no one's, you know, necessarily sitting there comparing the results and making sure everyone goes and has a look at who won. Um, but if people want to go looking at that, it's there. So I, yeah, I found it really interesting yep. that, that they've done it. So if, so when you get your personalized results that come through on a Saturday now in the hours after your run, does it still give you your, age like your percentage yeah, I'm, not, for your age, I'm not too or... sure whether because that's that was one of the ones the questions i kind of had which is whether they'll do that but or I if they just take it the... down publicly is that is that the thing they've taken things down publicly but you'll still get your data i think privately. individually you'll still get your personal stuff but just they've taken away all the age age what well, says age grade or category records so whether that's just the highest age grade percentage that's been achieved was a record they previously you could look up i'm not too sure yep. but yeah so no so they're not going to publish attendance records, course records. Yeah, which this was the thing that I think people got annoyed is just before we came on air, they did a big post about their record for the most volunteers got posted, um, but they're not counting attendance records. So I don't know why they're not counting attendance records, but 
yeah, it just seems a little bit kind of confusing and out of the blue. But I mean, there must there's obviously some good reason behind it, and they've kind of thought this through. So they'd obviously had had enough, I suppose, backlash or people not happy with the fact that you know results are getting posted that. Well, certain parts of the results were getting posted. There might have been too much of a focus on the people that were up the front and not mm. on the rest of the field. But, yeah, interesting, so considering that it's been around for a long time and it's generally been fine up until now. I've never really heard any kind of controversy or people upset with Parkrun about the way that they did their results. I'm not sure where it's all where it's all come from. So they've even taken down the – I'm just on Paradise Points Parkrun here. They've even taken down the course record. You know, you can normally scroll to the bottom and it says, you know, number of finishes and whatnot. And mm. So they've even taken down the male-female course record there as well. So interestingly, you say, and it's a th- thought that came to my head as well, that I haven't, you know, even on Facebook and when people have spoken out about it, no one seems to be speaking out in agreement with it. However, I will say this, is that the people who are speaking out against it uh, who I have on Facebook are very good runners. So I'd be mm. interested to know, you know, we, we, you can't just take your select group of people who are sub 20 or sub 23 minute runners and go, well, let's take that as our our group and, and survey that group mm. and see what people think on Facebook because, well, you're at the front end. So I'd be interested to know from people who are like maybe a 30 minute park runner, 35 minute park runner, whether, whether they do feel that too much emphasis is placed on those who, who, who do well at the front and whether it, whether it is intimidating to be there and to have those results posted. But then the flip side is... I look at Tom on the other side, look at it. I'm like, well, why have a start line and say go? And then yeah, we all, exactly. like, why not just do it as, okay, go run this course sometime between seven and eight o'clock and we'll all have a coffee. Yeah. Like you but almost want to go that way. Like you're setting it up as a race with a start line saying everyone get to the start line. Here we go. This is the course. Yeah. But you can't then not time and then go, oh, I wonder who got there first. Like that's kind of just going to be inherent in doing yeah. this event like you or no matter whether you time it or not you, you're always going to want to go i wonder how fast the first person came across like you can't avoid it so it's no. a tricky one in that it's like well if you don't want that competitiveness to it well don't put the race on like just do it as a social run without a yeah. stopwatch and timing chips and all the rest of it that comes with park run like the fact that everyone gets a timing chip and crosses the line like that they almost have to get rid of all of that as well if they don't want this like it's either that's what i find a bit interesting and a bit tricky to yeah. get my head around and i agree and the flip side to the that's what i was sort of going with before is that if you take someone who's a 30 to 35 minute park runner and let's say that they do find it intimidating well then the flip side is well you have to kind of go searching for those results they're not you're not bombarded with them i don't think i don't think you're hit with all those fastest times like when i've looked at the social feed that that park run does it's not about this person came first this was the top five no, that's this right top 10. so that's why i'm thinking like well if people have taken offense to it, where, in, in what way have they taken offense to it? How have they come yeah. about that information? If they're not, if they're not just looking at their own time and their own standards and competing against themselves, which is what park run is, then you've kind of gone looking for the offense, haven't you? You've gone looking for the mm-hmm. fact that I want to feel less about my time because I'm going to go look at what other people have done. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one to me. And you know, even on the the page now as it stands, you can still see the latest results and you can still see the event history. So because yeah, I still so think are, I think they're gonna keep that up. I think that's okay. Yeah. Like, I think you're still gonna be able to look at the history. So I'm like, well the numbers are there anyway. They're so what have they taken out? Like, They've taken out the sub 17 and the sub 20 or sub 19 males and females. I think it's pretty much now like all the numbers are there, but you have to go and find them for yourselves rather than we'll put them into a little tab that tells you who was the yeah. fastest. Like I think it's just that's the difference. But the numbers are there. That's why I was kind of like, well it, it just kind of makes it harder to go through and search for the results. But the numbers are still there so yeah Yeah. not really sure but anyway like i said i think 
parkrun's been such a good thing and i don't know where this has all kind of come from because it's run the same for so long but mm. i think there was a lot of also there was there used to be a lot of races around the place that were a lot of these kind of 5 10k or shorter kind of races that really faded away when parkrun got big in the last 5 to yep. 10 years so I'd almost be interested now if this is the way that Parkrun's heading, if those races are going to have a bit of a place to come back where it's going to mm. be, we're here to race. It is about your time. We are going to look at who can run the fastest and there'll be a bit of a resurgence for the, you know, some 5K road races to pop back up where it is about the racing. You know, obviously you, you want the social and it's still going to be fun, but there's a whole bunch of people out there as well that want to go somewhere and be able to get a time and, you know, with, even if they're competing against themselves. Um but also, like I said, it's okay to look at who's the fastest. Like, there's no issues with that. So, who knows? Maybe there'll be a return of some some other races around the place if, if that's what some people want. Yeah. My other thought was, it, let's say it's not, it hasn't come from the runners. Let's hypothetically run this line. Then where does it come from? And I'm thinking, has it come from sponsors potentially? Do, have, you know, the people who are aligned with Park Run, are they, do they not want it to be seen as being competitive? Do they want it to be seen as more what they would see as inclusive? So, you know, Parkrun Australia has got some quite big uh, sponsors behind it. Is, is, is the push come from them? But it seems to be a global thing, doesn't it? It's, it's worldwide. Yeah, it's, just, so. it's surely not. Like, I, I don't think ever, like, Parkrun's ever been elitist. Like, I don't think I've ever seen anything from Parkrun where I've been like, oh, they're focusing way too much on the fast people. Mm. Like, that's why I, I just, I didn't realise it was, an, and obviously maybe it is for some people, that's fine. Um, but I don't think, I don't think they've ever focused on, like, if all, you know, if all they posted about was, you know, mm. who won every single, and that was it, and never about the numbers and all the people that were doing it and the volunteers and things. Yeah, I get it. But I think Parkrun does a great job of, like you said, you go into their feed on Facebook and things, and it's just all stories about people who are running it. Then they're very yeah. rarely posting about just the people that are at the front. So I thought they did a really good job of that, which is why I found it almost like whether they'd been forced to do it or something had happened. Again, I don't know. There's probably a mm. lot more backstory to it, and I'm sure that'll come out in time because they've obviously received a little bit of backlash just from what I've seen anyway on the people I've, I'm friends with on social media, but yeah. th they'll come out and say something as well. So I'll be interested to see what like, where it goes um, mm. and I suppose where it came from, where who was kind of pushing for that decision. But yeah. Watch this space. Definitely. It's going to make it harder yeah. for you to do your parkrun recaps, Tom. You're going to have to do some real digging for numbers now if you want to keep us updated on uh, definitely. Who, who's running fast at parkrun. Might have to drop will that segment. Will they still be okay when – because we've just – Sort of fleshed it out this afternoon. The North Club. We're going to take our club champs to Paradise Point in uh, in early May at some stage. So hopefully they'll be mm -hmm. okay with us being there for that one. Um, but yes, that's uh, that's Park Run. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say about Park Run. It was just just an interesting. That it seemed to come out of nowhere as well. Um, mm. Caught everyone, which makes me everyone. think something's happened. Whether there yeah. is an incident or, or something's happened, but. I yep. guess, like I said, we might, we'll find out in time. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. But there are two records for Parkrun that, ironically, we do need to talk about. So That is true. We, yeah. Do you want to mention, did you did you mention it before, the record volunteers? I did. Well, I said that they posted, yes, that yep. they did. They yep. just had the record for the most volunteers ever. That was, um, that's, a, that's a beautiful piece of irony, isn't it? The week they say that they're not going to talk about records anymore, then they mention well, the records. Well, they literally said in the statement, we're not going to talk, we're not going to put attendance records anymore. And I'm like, who's getting offended by attendance records? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that's, that is like perfect inclusion stat. Like, look how many people we got here. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, but that is still a good stat for Parker. And I think, I forget how many the number was, but it was a couple of thousand, I think. 5,000. 5,000 volunteers. 5,000, which is um, absolutely brilliant. 
marvelous and uh national record did you did you get across this one no not national record no. sorry um main Local, beach record main beach record um yeah. from james hansen who has the national record so there was a link there um but yeah that record's been nearly 10 years i think it was, was it 2014 or 2016 yep. that marty dent um had that record but yeah he's just coming back from injury james and it's just come out i must be here on holidays or something and decided to go down and have a bit of a hit out of park run and has smashed the record that a lot of us thought was going to stand for quite some time. So yeah. just did it in a, did it in what a basketball hat, just did yeah. it in a trucker cap or something. What he, a little bit of snapback, just shirt off, <laughs> ran around. Thank you very much. Back on holidays. Yeah. But he's a serious, he's a, he's an elite runner. He's a very, very class runner and has run faster. He's got the Australian record for park run. So yeah, he's a very, very fast runner, but yeah, cool to see. Good team Man Beach got that last post in before the, the changes too. So he's timed yes. that to perfection. Would have been interesting if he did it this weekend. Yeah, exactly. No mention. No mention whatsoever. Um, all right, Kyle. Also this weekend uh, was the Tagulawa Dust Till Dawn. So this is the, the time race. Yes. used to be out of the Caboolture Heritage Centre, but has moved to Tagulawa in the years past. So um, I'll focus on the 6 and the 12 and a... a Honorary mentioned in the 100k. I won't go through the kids' race um, based on the fact that there's been a bit of controversy in the years past with adults entering the kids' race um, <laughs> in, in years gone by. So we'll we'll give that one a bit of a wide berth. But the six-hour race, uh, Katrina yes. Cook, third female, 22 kilometres, and Amanda Mullany got 40 kilometres, and Mary Mather, 42. So it makes the marathon distance there in the six-hour um third place travis island big friend of the podcast yeah, travis island, 52, 52 kilometers um for his aunt sedman loves these races has been at them quite often 55 kilometers for him chris kane gets over the six minute a kilometer mark uh and makes 62 kilometers uh for the win there so well done chris and mary in the 12 hour Haley farry 82 kilometers donna davis in second 91 kilometers kilometers uh, Charlotte Roberts, 115 kilometres, takes the overall win as well. Uh, Chris Murphy in the males, third and 107 kilometres. Quinton Allen, 108 kilometres. John Pearson, only one kilometre behind Charlotte, but he wins the male race in 114 kilometres. So good going there. And uh, in the 100 kilometres, I think there was only one finisher. Two DNFs, one finisher. Uh, Nolas Rayalt, nine hours. What a finisher. Nine hours and 12. How is that? No. Didn't take, his, still. didn't take his foot off the gas, even though the other two DNF'd. Uh, so Nolas takes the win there in nine hours and 13 minutes out of Tugulua. So well done to those who made the, the trip out there for a tough, tough race at this time of year to go round and round and round uh, a track and stay focused for nine hours or six or 12. Uh, and, of course, there's a smaller races as well and a, a relay in there as well for that one. So, yeah, interesting to see there what I think, I think Trav mentioned he might be doing a another last one standing at some stage. It'd be interesting to know yeah. what Nolts is preparing for there with a hundred K under his belt, whether he's got a miler coming up in the in the next couple of months or so. But yeah, wonderful going from the dust till dawn. So, Kyle, um, this week, it's a big week, isn't it? Let's go nostalgia. Um, it is yeah. the Tarawera, Tarawera week. We always get to see all the old photos come out. We love it. We, we see it every year because there's a lot of people from around here that have done it at some point. Yeah. And I always like seeing all the old photos. I know we laugh about everyone posting about them every year, but you always get some good memories pop up from, from all the years of it. So 
we were we were in a message group today kind of floating a few photos around from, from previous races as well as obviously trips over to New Zealand for Tarawera. But well let's it's a good time let's, of year. Let's say what what's acceptable, what's unacceptable in nostalgia photos. What give give oh. me one of your what's what's See, unac- I feel like you're you're a harsher critic on these posts than I'm, I am, I think. I'm very harsh. You're not a fan. <laughs> Give us some details, Tom. You're not. You're not a fan of the nostalgia post, are you? Throw back the oh, honestly. Throw back. I'm gonna get, get land myself in hot water here. But throw back medals from here's a photo of my medal that I won four years ago, wrapped around well wishes and you know best wishes to those going to Tarawera. Here's a photo of me finishing four years ago. Like statue. But Betty and I talk about this. Statue of limitations is two years. Anything outside of that doesn't exist anymore. Just bury it, put it, put it away somewhere. But I, I do love, I do love big race weeks for these things because the nostalgia photos come out. Um, you know what I mean? The finish line ones with, here's me crossing the finish line. I'm not there this year for one of two reasons. Either I'm too slow or I'm injured. Is normally the, it's normally the reasons I'm not there. Um, but here's a photo of me finishing uh, a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, I'm. I must say, it. Uh, it, grit, it I grit my teeth a bit when I when I see them. But having said that, Kyle, <laughs> we have. I think we found a, a nostalgia photo which we do find not only acceptable, but in, we encourage it. What what what's what's our nostalgia photo that that we like? Oh look, I. So I suppose I'm gonna go like my favorite one, which is one that I sent into the group, was one that actually was from Tarawera, twenty. 15 i think that was the first time a lot of us headed over or most of the group headed over um and i found this photo today and it's funny because this photo is in black and white so it looks like it's from about 70 years ago but Mm. it wasn't actually that long ago um but i still i was saying it it was probably the best running trip i've ever been on so in the photo was ben malby myself lionel one of ben's friends we had jimmy Layden, ando benny and sam weir so we went over on this big Tarawera trip in 20, what, nearly, it was nine years ago now, um, and pretty much all stayed together. Uh, well, not all of us, but most of that group stayed together in this little, like, cabin bunk bedroom. Mm. Um, and it was probably the most fun running trip I've ever had in my life. And we've got a bunch of photos that, well, so we're going to have to start putting up some of these photos because there's some cracking photos from that trip. Um but I always love when those ones pop back up. I don't know, just good memories from it. You know, if you've had a terrible race, I wouldn't even open any of those photos. But mm. I think when you've had a good experience like that and a, and a good run, you, you don't mind those photos popping up as much. So maybe just these people have had such good experiences, Tom, that they love posting them and you need to have these real good trips and then you'd be posting them forever. Well, no, maybe see, that's the, I, that's the secret. See, I, so that kind of photo I love because that's not, I don't know, it's, it's not a picture of me finishing across, showing oh, that no. I finished an ultra. You know, surreptitious is then saying to everyone else, good luck for this weekend. If you're just posting a photo of here's a great trip that we had eight years ago, it was a wonderful memory. Brilliant. Equally, if you post a photo of yourself crossing a finish line saying it's Tarawera week, had a great race in 2017, I'm so proud of it. That's awesome. But I, I, I sometimes, if you want to if you want to wish someone good luck, just wish them good luck. You don't need to post a photo of you finishing the race <laughs> that you're talking about. I think that's where where the difference comes from me. I, I love photos that are memory photos. Don't get me wrong, but I, I kind of, I don't know. Sometimes I feel I can call out. I, I can just see that it's not a hundred percent a well wish. It's also just want to remind you I've done that race as well. Kind of thing. But yeah. Uh, it's one of the only things I feel strongly about. And probably because I don't, I don't post photos of my races myself, um, you know, or anything like that, that I feel that way. So um, 
so yes, yeah, so I've I've actually challenged you, Kyle, haven't I, this week to really saturate the feed with photos of you finishing Tarawera. There was a cracker that me, me, you, and Benny have got a, a messenger group. There's a cracker of you or Benny finishing the hundred k, and in the background there's you just cracking open a beer. And I actually thought you were <laughs> I thought you were in the same race together. And I thought, geez, Kyle's Kyle's been finished a while. He's even got the beer cracked open. But you said you said. Um, you said you were in the 60K. So I was in the so, 60K. That was that same year, nine years ago. I actually saw that pop up on Facebook today that that was nine years ago. And that does not feel yeah. like nine years ago, but that's a, it's a great photo. So Benny had just, he'd smack. I think he ran, I can't remember what he ran, like 10.45 or 11.010. Or he, he ran a great Tarawera that year. Yeah. Um, and Ando had finished, I think, just in front of him. And I'd finished the 60. And then we had a drive to the finish of the 100. And that was a great afternoon because the sponsor, I think it was Croucher Brewing, was the sponsor of Tarawera that year. And they had this big marquee tent set up just full of eskies that was full of beer and cider and things. And you were supposed to just have kind of one. But by the time we got there at the start, there was barely anyone else there. And they just kind of let us into the tent and said, yeah, you guys just set up and take whatever you yeah. like. So we had a great afternoon. That was probably mm. one of my favorite race afternoons we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great, great memories. That was a good trip. Yeah. Well, and you, I mean, you've got some wonderful memories of Tarawera. Of course, uh, what are we talking, four years ago now would be when you cracked yeah, the 10 hours, gosh. didn't you? So I remember like this. Four years ago, but yes, four years ago. I remember sitting on my couch up at uh, Tambourine Mountain and someone was filming at the end. I think it was Ando, actually. He was at the finish line. Yeah, I think it was. And he live yep. streamed us. He live streamed us all in. Um, I mean, these are in the days where we didn't really know too much about Facebook Live, but he managed to Facebook Live us in and then, then he just whoop, popped across the line. We're like, bloody hell, he's done it. He's got there with three minutes to spare. Was it 9.57? No, it was 9.58.40. Had 80 was seconds. It? Oh, it was <laughs> close. It was very close, but I managed to sneak under, which was yeah, which was nice because it wasn't going to happen there for a little while. But no, I'm sure you can go back and listen to probably episode like three, I reckon, was my recap of that race. I reckon we started this podcast yeah, yeah. Yep. about three or four months before that race. So I reckon it was the, yeah, the February edition of... Yes, what, episode, it would have been episode three, four, five, maybe. Would Something have been like a recap that, yeah. on that that yeah. that Tarawera that year. Well, that was back so, when I was doing all the trail stuff. That'd be interesting to go back and listen to, actually. How I talked about doing all the trail stuff. Hmm. How times have yeah. changed. Well, I remember a couple of the big sessions you did. You kind of run from your place. I think you were living. Uh, were you living in Labrador in those those days? No, was we were it, in like, near the near the Sundale Bridge. We we're in the oh, water. Yeah. But you'd run, wouldn't you? Turn orang, do a bit in the orang, and then run home. You do those monster yeah. sort of forty k ones. Um, so yeah, a little challenge to everyone this week. Uh, any nostalgia photos? Make sure you tag me in it so I get uh, bombarded this week with nostalgia. We want to see more. Uh, now that I've now that I've nailed my colours to the mast and told everyone what I think about um, throwback. Even, even if people want to send it through to us, if they don't want to post it, like where are we, if find like your really old race photos that are either just funny photos to look at or just your favourite yeah. really old race photo. Yeah. Because there's some crackers out there when you go back and look at like really old race photos and you'll go either like, what was I wearing? Because I've got a few of those. And I'm like, that was a terrible yes. outfit. Or just some great photos, good scenery. So whoever's mm. got good ones, send them through. And we'll, we'll see if we can pick some of our favourites. Well, I found a good one, didn't I, this afternoon from uh, May 2021 that you hadn't actually seen. It must have been when you finished your, mm. your 22 at UTA, at UTA and you were chatting to yep. Troy Lethlian and uh, Piercy at the finish yep. line. So, yeah, there's, there's always good ones that – and, of course, the the infamous um, Henry Coombs and Jake Davis, the hug at the finish line of the, the, the day after on that one. So, yeah, send them through. But um, who do we know that's going to Tarawera? I've, Jack, I've done a fair bit of running with Jackson Grigg over the last couple of months, and he is – raring to go he's doing his first mile or so best of luck to jackson 
for that so one. Jackson's he, going. Yep. He's, he's think. come off black hole, so he's he's very, very fit yeah. from 100 to 100. He'll be going well. Running well. Um, well, I know. So Sharon from our group's going over to do the 50. She's yep. doing it for a bit of fun. So she'll be over there having a run. We've got Brody Clark still in the 100 again. He, he took some convincing. He has entered. It, it took a while. He was, he was training very hard. He was on a plan, training hard. I don't know. He, he had to do a lot to convince himself he was ready to go, but he has had probably the best training block of his life in the lead up yep. to this race. So he is booked and will be heading over in the next few days. So I'm excited to hear, see how he goes. So it'll be good. And I'm, I know there'll be a few. There's plenty of others that I've heard of that are heading over. So there's always a good group from Southeast Queensland that head over to it. And for anyone that hasn't done it, it's – it's well worth the trip. It's a spectacular race. There's no rocks, no snakes. It's just the opposite of Narang. Every everything that you people don't like about Narang, like on the Gold Coast, that that's your race because it's the yep. complete opposite. It's perfect trails. So it, it's it's always it's a race that's always tickled me, and I've desperately wanted to do it because you know this, so, so many of you guys have done it, and you talk so highly of it. But again, as a teacher, it always falls in like week three or week four of the academic year, and you think to yourself, you know what, I really can't. You know, it's, it's not why, it's not right to take time off. However, um, I was told this week by someone that um, once I've taken my first long service, which I'm doing in June, July this year, then any leftover weeks that I have, I'm more than ha- more than welcome to take them whenever I want. And I, I, said, to, I oh, said to this guy, yeah. I was like, are you saying I can take it like week three of the year? He's like, yeah, if you've got a week of long service left over, you can take it whenever you want. We don't say no to it. And in that moment, oh. I thought, there it You're is. In. There's the door. Done. The, the decision the door made. Is, the door is Carol open. Lira I was like, 2025. I was, I was like, wow. I like. I've always wanted to do it, but I've always felt, you know, a sense of guilt about going. But that guilt yeah. has now completely evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yep. So it's possible. It's possible. Okay. Carl. Um. So You've there we go. It here first. Like just got to get. Just got to get fit. Uh, that's which right. is the other. Which is the other part to it. Okay. No, that's right. You got to yeah. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I said that two years ago. All right. Um, so before we wrap this all up, we've managed to get to an hour with barely anything uh, content-wise. But um, Kyle, single trails. So talk us through. So you mentioned at the start about how you'd been out uh, and and cracked open a single trail. You got a crown back, um, and also got another crown in the process. Did you, is that right? You got another crown. Back. I don't think I got one back. I don't think I got any back. Did I? I don't think I ever had any of these. I don't think so. All oh, right. Okay. Yep. I don't think I'd run either of those loops that I got the crown for. Um, so give us a, yes, this was a, a little background before you tell us your time and how you went. So this is a little little in-house competition that has currently just kicked off with a <laughs> few people who like running, who previously liked running the goat loop, who you may have seen have not been running as many goat loops and seem to be doing a lot of shredding in the ring, as they will say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we've picked out a Four different loops that will be run over the next four months. Um, similar, I suppose, to Summer Goats style style racing. And the yep. one thing I feel like, and again, I can guarantee that I just haven't read the chat because Brad Ed <laughs> has been organising a lot of this and everyone's had about 3,000 questions for him, is, yep. and I, I'm sure it was in that first 3,000-word essay that he sent us about the rules, but yeah, is it going to be the total time added up across the yes. four runs? Or is it, yeah, okay, good. That's, that's what I thought it was, kind of cycling style like tour de france style yes, so exactly it doesn't yeah. matter it's about how much you win for so even if you think you're you know oh, i'm going to be in first anyway i'll just back off and just get the win you want as many seconds as you can so yeah yeah I, I like this so yes anyway we're in the first month of that and it's basically just linking up a lot of the single trails that aren't too kind of within the goat loop kind of area 
um, in the forest. And Brad's come up with this loop, and it's called Mercury Rising for the for the mm. first month of our little competition here. And yeah, I didn't actually tell anyone I was going out to do this, so I could have. I was very tempted to keep this on private because no one knew that I'd done I'd done it. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, it's going to be a really bad look if someone like Declan or Tom goes out there and smashes my time and then I put it up thinking I was being all funny and did it wasn't even on top anyway. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I don't know if I can take that risk. I, I thought about keeping it private. And I was like, I'm going to hang on to this for a few weeks. No one would have expected me to do that anyway. And But I didn't. I, I put it up. But, yeah, I I went out and thought, you know, I haven't had a crack of running pretty hard in the ring for a long time. So went out and kind of, yeah. Had a good little crack around the loop and I had the Strava live segment on my watch, which gives you real-time data of how many seconds you are behind or in front of the crown of the crown. So right. kind of we knew exactly where I was exactly where I was at compared with Scotty's previous crown on the loop. And so I must admit us, when I tell us rough, yep. do you remember the rough rough points of the splits you... that I took, the top of Pete's, I had a minute and six seconds already on Scotty. Mm-hmm. So at that point I thought, all right, I can kind of I don't need to go too crazy through this next section here. I've obviously run that pretty well. I think when I got to the top of Mongrels, so through that gully, so the down and the up, I think I was a minute 26. I reckon I only had maybe put 20 seconds on him in that section. Yeah. Um, and then it probably actually stayed around that minute and a half until the last couple of Ks, and then I probably started to pull away a little bit. But I remember the other part of this little competition for people that are interested, which probably aren't, but Brad's come up with a little sprint segment that we had until today to run, which is halfway through the month which was only just around kind of the Casarina loop at the bottom of uh, yeah. near the velodrome. Um, and the fastest time in those first two weeks got a bonus two minutes to taken off their time. So my thought for the whole second half of that loop was if I can get this time to tick over two minutes, I don't have to go around that loop because even <laughs> if Scott gets two minutes, I'm still ahead of him. So it's all good. Yeah. So I was like, I just got to get two minutes ahead of the others and I'll be happy. So that was my reason for pushing the last probably like 1500 meters a bit harder was to try and to try and get that lead out over two minutes. So, which I managed to do, I think I was about two minutes, 15 in the end. Okay. So good inside, good inside. That was, that was my loop. And I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Nine and a half Ks that loop was. Yep. Um, so yeah, I've currently still got the, still got the crown. There could be, who knows, there could be some hidden runs out there already. Um, We'll so it gave you so Mercury Rising is obviously it's it's an offshoot of the barometer loop uh, that people might know Danny Coleman's famous loop. Um, so mm-hmm. Mercury Rising you got it also gave you barometer as well. It picked that up as well, gave you the crown for that, and it gave you the crown for bottom of bottom to the top of Pete's uh, yep. two point two point six kilometers. You got that as well. Now you did mention before that um, people have been on the single trail. They've been calling it a shred. Is there a heart rate? um requirement to be shredding you like you can't just go out and jog a shred can you like surely shred means you get getting going. pretty high on an uphill sure yeah. you get into the top of the uphill going or oh, i need to stop and get my heart rate down like that was a bit yeah. too hard absolutely yeah. you always know i reckon in the rain because most of the time these loops finish coming out of happy valley and there's a few like what don't seem like little big hills to get out of that forest on those exit trails but yeah. if you're running up those struggling to get to the top of them it's been a good shred and i reckon for yeah. me those last couple of little bumps that are only like 50 meters long were terrible yep. i didn't enjoy them at all and i'm like right i've had a good run in here that's definitely a shred if i'm struggling yeah. to get out of the happy valley section like the ones that on the back end of lazy lawn are like, there's a couple yeah, of the ones switch. i'm talking about yeah there's a switchback right switch at the backs. end oh it's yep. brutal it's i say to bed yep. every time worst hill in the rang this one like it's just it's horrendous. Ones that go for it? about 15 seconds, but just are terrible. They're just not where you want them to be. So they're the ones I'm talking about. I know if I'm str- dying up those, wanting them to end, then yeah. I've run hard enough to call it a shred. That's, that's my general So point. let's have a quick look at the leaderboard then uh, for this 
informal um, series. But I guess if you're interested, please contact Brad Ed directly. Uh, just bombard with, him. Everyone contact a... him just with some inquiries. And if you ask and a question it, and he answers it, ask it again because he might change his mind. You never know. So just keep keep asking as much as you yeah. can. Reword the question and then ask him again, see what he comes up with. Um, so at the moment it stands, Kyle, you're first. You do have, yeah, you've got two minutes and what's that? Two minutes and 12 seconds. Scott yep. second, Brad third, Jeremy fourth, Connor fifth. Then we're out of the shred. See, that's four, Connor's run 49. Then it's Mick Esdale, uh, Lincoln, um, and Mike Spence. But they're sort of 56, 57. So that's that's not a shred, is it? Is it really? So this is sub 50 has got to be a shred, I guess. But um, look at it. Look at the heart rate here. Jeremy Patch, 140 beats per minute. Connor Hancock, 149. That's not shredding, is it? That's maybe it's a (laughs) heart rate data. Heart rate data. Well, I've only had, I kind of wish I had my heart rate. My heart rate monitor is not working at the moment. I've only got wrist heart rate for the last probably month of running. So I don't know. I don't think mine was very accurate, but I reckon it was probably higher than what my, my wrist heart rate told me it was. Yeah. Although I'm down, I'm down at 146 beats a minute, so there's no shred there either for myself. But, um, but yeah, so so the four loops I think, which is basically roughly planned, is something similar. Mercury Rising, which is similar to the barometer. Um, Lazy Lorna will be in there. What else have we got? Um, a run that goes clockwise up elevator, down Wombats, down Bailey's, and then what's the last one? Oh, um, a Pete's Mongrels Three Hills kind of loop back down there. So, yeah. More, more the merrier. Jump in. But um, I think one of Brad's rules is that you have to run all the loops. So what do you got? 17 days to go to to get that loop in. So there we go, Kyle. Congratulations on your crown. Anything else? For now. For now. Well, the only thing I was just going to mention with, obviously, we've chatted about the fact Tarawira is coming up, was um, just SEQ series is about to kick oh, yeah. off again um, in the next couple of weeks. And Hins Dam is no more. Did you know this, Tom? Hins Dam is no longer a race in the series. It's what for this done. year or just full stop? Well, you can't run on those trails anymore. So you know how there was that big kerfuffle a few months back about all the new signs yeah. that went up that they're only mountain bike trails now. Yeah, I'm assuming that's the reason that they've actually had to move the race oh. out to Wairalong Dam, kind of where the scenic room trail running series is. Really? Um, yeah. So it's now on the 18th of February, so next weekend, out at Wairalong Dam. So. There is no longer a Hins Dam race. Ah, see, I read that differently. I read it as in we haven't recovered from the storm. Um, well, we haven't quite cleared it. Maybe, maybe you're correct. Maybe it is that. Maybe it's more... maybe it's not. I, I assumed it was because they've changed those trails, but who knows? Maybe it is just the storm stuff. But it could be. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, right. it's Warren... a wire along dam next weekend. No number bar. Yep. yep. Okay. Just some okay. inside information. Well, not inside. It's public knowledge, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if it might just be a this year thing, and it's just to do with the floods. I have no idea. But anyway, yeah. it will and they no had to move. Be. They had to move the other round as well, didn't they? Was that Bayville or was that Bunyaville? I can't remember which one it was. Which one it was? One of them. So yeah, so they SEQ hasn't has, hasn't restarted yet for this year, but um, it will kick off. Yeah, I think Bunyaville is the next one. It's the week after. Yep. And then I pretty much I think we're four. So we got 18th, which is next weekend's Wyong Dam. Bunyaville's the 25th. You and Maddox the third, and then it's two weeks until Daisy Hill for the final round. So you got four in the next five weeks for SEQ Cracker. series. Cracker. In some ways, that's a good way to do it. I'd, I'd that'd be a fabulous way to do a series, wouldn't it? Four races over four weekends. Got to turn up every yeah. weekend. Championship done. That's good. Um, brilliant. All right. Um, so what else are we building to? We're building to Yendina next month as well. 
as well as Noosa. Uh, I guess that's the two big ones, probably the first big ultras of the year. Um, yep. And, yeah, plenty of short races to go. Of course, Park Run is still yep. there. Park Run in some form is still there. So there we go. Best of luck to everyone at Tarawera this weekend. We hope you have a uh, – this weekend coming, we hope you have a fabulous race. Um, beautiful course. For those who have been there, it's got great memories. Uh, it's one that people always talk about glowingly, and, uh, yeah, we hope you have a wonderful – wonderful day out and send us through any any feedback or any photos or any any uh reflections from the race we'll be happy to read them out kyle anything yeah. spectacular for the next fortnight i don't think so i think i'll just be some more training probably need to decide if i'm going to race anytime soon or not but nothing is locked in at the moment yeah. um but otherwise i'm just ticking off consistent weeks of running is the plan and Getting my volume up a little bit higher if I can find time to do that would be good. Yep. I've got my little goal for the year between myself and Trav Island where he's a thousand. I think at the start of the year he was 1,100 Ks ahead of me, maybe 1,000 Ks ahead of me on rundown under all time. And he's trying to hold me off and, until New Year's Eve and I'm trying to catch him before New Year's Eve. So every kilometre I can get out there for gets me closer to catching him. So yep. yeah, that is my motivation for this year to, to run a few more Ks than I would otherwise. I think he's only going to run four, I think just over 4,000 he said. Yeah, so I think I've got to run about five thousand one hundred or five thousand two hundred. It's about a hundred k a week average to to catch him. Well, mate, so, every, so far, every on track. Every Tuesday, I will encourage him not to loop around the surf the surf club. I'll encourage him just to go. <laughs> just, let's just go north. That'll be perfect. Much yeah. appreciated. Give you a couple of hundred meters. Difference. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, mate. Uh, chat to you in a fortnight. See you later. Sounds good. Take care. See you.